Welcome to episode number 10 on the My Story Podcast. The My Story Podcast features interviews with leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs who tell us their story and the life lessons they've learned along the way. Hi, my name is Conrad Weaver, and I'm the host for the show. I'm a filmmaker, I'm an entrepreneur, and a storyteller, and I rather enjoy sailing on a good windy day out on the water. And I can't wait for the next time I get out there. In the meantime, I'm so glad that you've stopped by to listen to the show today. I recently had the opportunity to interview Keola Benelli. Keola is a an entrepreneur, a socialite. She has a number of businesses in the greater DC area, and she's been making a name for herself for some time there. She's also an immigrant from Brazil, and we're going to learn and hear how she came to America and the challenges she faced after leaving a business, a successful business in Brazil, and came here to the U.S. to relaunch a career, and we're going to learn more about that. So that's coming up in a little bit. But first, if you enjoy these podcasts and have been listening for a little while, but have not put a review down on iTunes or one of the other uh, sources of where you get your podcasts, I would really encourage you to do that. It really helps me learn more about what you like to hear and what you uh, enjoy listening to, and it, and it will help guide future podcasts that I put on uh, for this for the My Story podcast. So take some time if you can and leave a review on iTunes or on the podcast page itself. That would be fantastic. You can also put it on our Facebook page, My Story Podcast Facebook page. I would appreciate it. So a brief word about our sponsor for this month, and that's Furnace Hills Coffee. Furnace Hills is amazing coffee. It's the coffee that I choose to drink and have been drinking for quite some time. And it really is some of the best coffee you've ever had. If you are a coffee connoisseur, you owe it to yourself to go to FurnaceHillsCoffee.com and order a pound or two or five from Furnace Hills Coffee. You will find that it's amazing coffee. And it's not only special coffee, but it's roasted by special people because Furnace Hills hires developmentally disabled folks who work, who have a job, who work, who roast the beans, who bag it up, and who participate in the business there. And it's one of their missions to hire developmentally disabled folks, and I love that. And so if you can help support them and their mission and their their business, go to FurnaceHillsCoffee.com, order some coffee, and use the promo code my story, and you'll save 25% on your order. So FurnaceHillsCoffee.com, go there, order coffee, you'll like it, you'll love it, and you'll be back for more, I promise. So now on to my interview with Keola Benelli. Uh, Keola, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here this morning. Thank you all. So tell me a little bit about who you are and what do you do? Well, I am Keola Binelli and actually I am from Brazil. I am Brazilian and I moved to this country 14 years ago looking for the America dream, right? Didn't know anybody. I barely speak English. It just came just looking for the America dream and I think I got it. (laughs) So 
So what inspired you to move to America? You know, it's just like people that live here, they don't realize how blessed we are. Right, and because sometimes people take uh, things for granted. And Brazil is a great country, right, to live. And I had business back in Brazil too. Mm-hmm. But think, uh, things do- doesn't happen like here. I feel like here in U.S., everybody has the same opportunity, you know. And that's what the great about this country. That what brought me here. Very good. So, so where did you grow up in Brazil, and you know, what was your family like, and what got you into doing what you're doing today? Well, I grew up, like I said, in Brazil and in a small town. And it just like, you know, those times kids are different. Like we don't watch much TVs. We do not have cell phones. So we do, you know, pray, play outside, right? Do the, the kids mm-hmm. stuff. And um, I... Since I was a kid, I always had business in my blood. You believe or not, mm-hmm. another day I was invited just to, to speak in a uh, women conference, and they were talking about when I actually start my business. And then when I realized that my first business, I start at age at six. And, wow. I, and everybody was like, <laughs> how come? And I say, yes, I used to design clothes for my dolls, you know, <laughs> and, and sell to my friends. You know, that was my first business. And I always play a big role in a, as a leader in school, you know, with my friends. I always had a creative mind. You know, I always came up with some new ideas and reinventing things around me, right? And, and mm-hmm. that's why I think, you know, it took me today where I am at, right? And I also, wow. I was a big involved uh, with uh, charities, you know. We did, you know, at the church on Sundays, we used just to walk the neighborhood asking for donation, you know, to collect and stuff to help people less privileged. So I've always been involved, you know, with, uh, with charity as well. I think that's a big part, you know, that, you know, took me where I am today too, right? Sure. Wow. So you started, so you had your first business at six. Yep. So did you go into business later on then back in in Brazil as well? Yeah. What happened is, you know, uh, at age, at 16, I I got in college and then um, after uh, my degrees in the business administration and... um, so after college, I opened my business, my real business, right? Mm-hmm. was a clothing line, and my mom was my partner. And mm-hmm. after that, I just opened many others, right? I, I, I say, like, you know, I, I'm crazy uh, entrepreneur, and I think I'm a risk taker. <laughs> and, you know, I have fell so many times, but I always fell forward. You know, mm-hmm. I don't get intimidated. And I think that's why you keep trying. So how was it different starting a business in Brazil versus starting a business in America? Yeah, it's a big difference. You know, I think here, you know, you work hard and then, but it plays off, you know. And of course, mm-hmm. for any business, sometimes it takes time, right, mm-hmm. for you to get the results that you're looking sure. for. But I did see, you know, that it pays off in the end and it's faster than in Brazil. Mm-hmm. You know, Brazil, there is a lot of things that, you know, I think is the economy, you know, tax, a lot of things that, it, uh, you know, keep you away just to 
to succeed sometimes. And I'm not saying to all the business, but I try so many business back in Brazil, like besides, you know, the, the boutique, the design, Brazilian uh, clothing line. I also had a, a, a spa, hair salon. I also had the restaurant. So wow. I had franchise as well before I came here. And, and I sold, you know, pretty much everything in 2005. And I came here. Well, wow. so what when you came here, what did you do? How did you start? How did you begin to work on your new businesses? What was that process like? Yeah, you have to understand that when you come here as an immigrant, right? And it's just like you like a little bird. You have to start all over again. That's hmm. why sometimes, you know, people don't realize, you know, all those people that come here, including myself, looking for the America dream, you know, it's not that easy from the beginning because you leave your family behind, you leave your friends behind, you have to start over. You have to learn everything again. You know, and then at the thing people don't realize, and sometimes you actually, when you come, you can't start to doing exactly what you're doing back in Brazil doing here, right? Because you have to adjust the language and get to know people. So when I came here, you know, I came for the IBS beauty show. That's because I was in the beauty uh, uh, business back in Brazil, right? Because I owned the spa mm -hmm. and the hair salon. So I came to New York for the IBS beauty show. And and then I just like, you know, I tried just to to pursue that path. But then, then things didn't really work out. And I had the restaurant back in Brazil. And then I started to work with a catering company. Mm -hmm. And and then when I started to work with the catering, because, you know, I have a catering company today, too, you mm -hmm. know, for 11 years, I, you know, the beginning I was just, you know, I was the waiter, I helped at the kitchen with preparation, you know, pretty much weigh all the hats at the time because you do, mm -hmm. you have to do what takes, right? That's and, part of being an entrepreneur, right? You kind of have to do everything to start absolutely. with. Absolutely. But the thing is, I tell people and I tell, you know, uh, the young uh, entrepreneur, it just like, you know, even at that time, I knew that I was qualified to do other things too, but I would do anything that my boss at the time asked me to do it. And then when he realized that, you know, the potential that I had, right? Mm -hmm. He said, oh, this this lady here, you know, she can be more than a waiter, you know? She she has big potential. And he started to take me for the New York food shows, introduced me to the vendors. And I, I learned to do, uh, I learned more about the business, you know? And he started to take me for the clients because he noticed that I was very genuine and likable and clients liked me. So, so that's how I learned about the catering business. And then I started with the catering business. It was the first business I started when I came here. Mm -hmm. Well, wow. so how did you get clients then? Well, at, by that time, again, like I said, you just, you know, I first I worked for this company for about a year. And then after that, you know, I, I start just to to go to Brazilian Embassy, Brazilian Army Commission, Brazilian Navy Commission. So look for the, you know, Brazilian community from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I got a lot of business, you know. And then I start to go to the Chamber of Commerce meetings. I start to go to BNI, sign up myself for BNI, Business Network International. Mm -hmm. And it's, it was so impressive because I remember when I started my business, I was a chamber. And at the time, my English wasn't that great, you know, and because it's a learning process, right? So sure. we're talking about, you know, 13 years ago. And I, I was at the chamber and I met this gentleman. Uh, you know, he, you know, he 
play a big you know role in my life yeah uh, because he i was talking to him and i mentioned to him you know how terrified i was to speak in public i mm. felt bad because my accent i speak english as a second language this gent- gentleman is from israel and he's been in this country at the time for 27 years and then he st- he told me something we don't realize sometimes how words are powerful so he told me something that really impacted me changed my life he told me Kiola, your accent is advantage no disadvantage just understand when you go to a room and you speak people will listen to you more than they'll listen to any american out there so take mm-hmm. advantage of your accent you know and since then you know i just I forgot about my accent, and then I realized how charming is my accent, and I start to use my accent as an advantage. That's awesome. That's a really amazing story. And when people speak into our lives, I mean, you never know what you can do. Absolutely. Else's life. The, the, war, the words are powerful. We never know, you know, what people they need to hear. That's important. That you have, if you have something to say, it the positive way always say it you know you never know and and it works the other way too you know if you're speaking negativity on someone you don't know what power that has over someone absolutely i i have a saying that you know it's my favorite saying if you don't have something nice to say don't say it at all exactly (laughs) yeah so what what are what are some of the wins you've had some of the successes you've had in business once you came here well, I just like, I feel so blessed because, you know, when I, because today you know that I have a few business, like you say, right? It just, mm-hmm. I have my, my catering, I have my Brazilian clothing line, I have our Savvy Sexy Social Women Club that has been so empowering and it's just amazing. And one thing I like the most is about relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Because right. people don't realize that in order to be successful, you know, no matter what business that you're doing, you know, relationship matters you mm-hmm. know because at the end of the day you know you're doing business but the other person that you're dealing out there is a person too that is a person that is you know a personality and and people you know pretty much people offer you know that is a lot of people they offer the same products you know the same things it's slightly different here and there but at the end of the day people are going to be loyal to you because they like you mm-hmm. they're going to do business with you because they like you and i love that i have been able to build this incredible network I, I have met so many great people mm-hmm. you know through my 14 years that I have been in this country you know and I thought I have built the strongest relationship here in 14 years in US that I have built my entire life in Brazil it's not wow. that amazing wow that's that's awesome what would you do differently if you had a do-over well you know I'd say that of course like you know I because I have the business in my blood. But, you know, I think if I have to do differently, start over, because my first business I start at age, you know, of 19. So I do more planning, right? Do, mm-hmm. you know, more homework. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes we get so excited about the idea that we, you know, we have this idea, let me do it. And I don't think we spend enough time, you know, planning, right? Getting to know, you know, our competitors, what people are doing out there, because it's important. You know, the thing is, you know, being a business owner, it's great because you're in charge, you know, with your life. But also you have to understand you have to wear, all, you know, the, all the hats, all 
all the time, right? It's not like, okay, you work and then eight hours a day and then you close to go home. So you have to do some homework. You gotta get to know your competitors before you even start your business, you know? And then also, um, uh, have you know adequate capital? You know a lot of people. You know, of course, if you are not fortunate enough to have a lot of money to come from a family that have a lot of money, in the beginning is hard. You start mm-hmm. with no money at all, right? I think that's great advice to to look at your competitors. I was meeting with a friend uh, earlier this week, and he has a coffee roasting business, and he wants to do some some campaigns, some you know, marketing campaigns, and in a specific in a, in a specific niche. And so I said, "Well, who are the other people out there who are doing this?" And he was like, "I never thought about looking." You know, it, we it, learned so much from our competitors. And what I did, actually, the first year when I started the catering business, I, I was pretty much by myself. And it felt lonely, you know, because mm-hmm. it's hard. Sure. And I joined, you know, NACES, that National Association of Caterers. That's important. You know, mm-hmm. look for the association, you know, that whatever you're doing or the business, you know, look for the association. Try just to connect with those people. And just going to the meetings, attending events, you're going to learn. Absolutely. Yeah, you're going to learn. And the thing is, we will learn their mistakes too, right? I remember going to bridal shows and meeting all the caterers out there and stopping and being humble enough to share with the the owner to tell them, I just start this, you know, if there is any advice that you can give it to me. And a lot of them, you know, gave me, you know, great advice, you know, it helped me a lot. You know, that's, uh, if... If there was a young person and they're they are thinking about starting up something, what word of advice would you give them? What's the first thing they should do? I, I always think like, you know, it's always good to have a mentor, right? Mm-hmm. Like I say, because you can get good advice. You know, I always tell uh, you know, everybody, we should have three people surround ourselves with three different people. You know, one that is in the same stage of life that you are doing similar stuff, one that, you know, know more than you do, that's gonna be your coach, your mentor, gonna help you with your decisions, right? And an, another one that you can coach as well. So that'll keep you ba- keep you balanced, you know, and that's what I try to do in my life. That's know? a great word of advice. So let's talk about your network, your Savvy Sexy Social Network. Tell me about what that is and who's it for and how long have you been doing this? Well, you know, Conrad, I just, Savvy Sexy Social, we are an enthusiastic group of women across DC metro area that come together for inspiration, networking, plus a lot of parties and fun. You know, we bring women together to support, encourage, and most important, to inspire one on another. You know, I, I create this club, actually, uh, I've been doing this, bringing a woman together to inspire one on another over the years, you know, like I would say for about 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, what I noticed that when I came to this country, you know, um, whatever I go, whatever place I was going, I, I noticed that, every place that you go that is a tribe 
And mm. in order to become a member of that tribe, sometimes you have to change who you are because people have that kind of expectation, you know. Oh, you know, you can be accepted in this tribe, but you got to just do exactly what we do. And, and, and I, I was, you know, I'm Brazilian, and I'm a little different than, especially this area here, with the mm. area that we live. It's a very conservative area. People are a little bit different than the people that we go to California, you go to Miami. You know, they are a little different different and I saw that there was expectation for me to change and I say no I am who I am and I will stay true to myself and they uh, you know accept me for who I am and I'm proud about that what I noticed that is a lot of people out there especially women you know they go through life pretending to be somebody else mm -hmm. right that's not, so true yeah right. not being themselves and just in order to be accepted you know with the family with the husband with the tribe the friend the, the friends and I say that's not right so that's why I created you know the savvy sexy social so mm -hmm. you know uh, so we could inspire and, and support each other and also to find balancing in life because mm -hmm. that's a big problem as women we wear so many hats right mm -hmm. we, we we are mother we wife we are entrepreneurs so we have our jobs mm -hmm. and sometimes we feel selfish we think it's selfish to us to take mm -hmm. time for ourselves and mm -hmm. I think it's just like my husband always say happy wife happy life I think, <laughs> don't you agree don't yes, yes absolutely yeah I think when you are happy you know with yourself everything else it just mm -hmm. you know it makes happy too mm -hmm. right you're well you guys up. have i'm looking at your website here and you guys have done a lot of different events oh you have no idea <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea yes we do we do average 10 to 13 events per month you know it sounds wow. great right yeah how do you how do you do all that well, I just, you know, I have this wonderful ladies, actually, that uh, uh, they uh, is my, part of my team, Lori Kelly, they're actually here with me, and Janina, so they are my PR assistants, so they help me just to, you know, they are my voice, right, like I said, I'm ESL, I speak English as a second language, so I they help me just to put whatever I want there on the website, and they help me to create the events, and of course, because all the ladies, the amazing ladies that I have been able to meet, right they all because the club it's so i always say this okay uh, if you go to uh, the first day of job or if you go to a class the first day of your class if you stand you know on the corner and don't say hi to anybody mm -hmm. you know what you're gonna get you're not gonna meet right. people right? right but for any club anything that you're part of you better be you gotta be proactive so you just so this is what i tell the ladies when they join the club say listen reach out to the other ladies attend some events. It's impossible to be able to be in all, but pick a few things that you like to do and come. And then you just meet ladies being touched and, and that's how things work, you know? That is awesome. Where can people find these events? Where can they go to sign up? Or can anybody, any woman sign up and go? Or yeah, So our club, you know, that is a membership. So you got to go to the website. So if anyone is interested to join us, they got to go to the website uh, SavvySexyAndSocial.com And our website is just, is, like you said, it's beautiful. We've been putting a lot of time on the website. They can check the type of events we have. We do like boating, Virginia Go Cup, you know, women who like to dance, women who like to travel. We like
like women who love God. So that is different things for, you know, for different tastes and, you know, that uh, uh, people, if they want to, to, to join us, that is so many things. And they also, get, they can go to the calendar on the website and they can see, you know, all the events that we have to the year. We have events already scheduled through December. So wow. they can go ahead and just, you know, save the date. They can see the testimonials online as well in our website. Mm-hmm. So that is, we have a blog on the website too. They can learn more about the members and what we're doing. That is awesome. So what are some of the, the people or books or things that have influenced you over the years? Well, you know, I'm a big fan of Oprah. You know, I, I just, you know, I think, you know, she really inspired me and I had watched all her, her shows and I follow her and I'm a big fan of Lisa Nichols. I don't know if you ever heard about her. She's amazing no. as well. I have, you know, watched all her shows and leaders, you know, I, I love it. Eleanor Roosevelt, right? And right. Nelson Mandela, you know, I really admire also Steve Jobs. I think he made a big impact. Mm you know, in our lives, mm-hmm. right? And um, so, and there is some book that actually I'm, I'm, I'm reading one now that I just, I met this lady for one event that I attended early uh, last month, uh, Laura DeFranco. I'm reading her book, Brave Healer, and mm-hmm. it's a great book and I've been reading and it's really great. Hmm. Very good. So what's the next big thing for you? You know, I... In my life, like I say, you know, living a life, I'm looking to live a life of purpose every day. And I have to tell you something just because sometimes in life it's so hard for you just uh, to get lost, you know. And I, I, I used to give example like the hummus in a wheel. Right. We mm-hmm. get up, we go to work and then we, we have lunch. We, we come back home and it's easy for us just to have that life. And I, my goal is to live a life of purpose every single day. That's my goal. And then actually, to be honest with you, it started back um, December 2017 when I just um, started. I created my Let's Keep It Real show and I decided just to uh, because that is so such a uh, social media today is so powerful mm-hmm. and that's why I thought like I want to use social media for good I want also mm-hmm. to come here to share something positive you know something about my life in the positive way because I believe we all different people but we deal with different issues in life in different times and then I think when we share our story we can help others and at the same time you help yourself too and that's why you know I've been evoking you know the past you know two years and then I, I'm so happy where I stand right now and I can't wait to see the kill and the, you know the next year or so mm-hmm. because I, I my goal is to keep you know evoking and growing and again to deliver my message out there that you know uh, we all beautiful and in life it's amazing and we only have one and we should just enjoy life to the fullest absolutely that is such a powerful thing to, to, to live a life for purpose with purpose. I think that's, uh, that's something that I'm working harder and harder to, to really be that person. 
that, that lives with purpose. And again, it's just like I, I, I tell everybody, I learn, I've been learning over the past five years, you know, because uh, to live a life of a purpose, because, you know, it's again, one day you get up and then you say, you better, you better have more, you know, besides mm-hmm. this, you know, mm-hmm. because why? Because, you know, sometimes you have ups and downs, life is not easy, right? And then if you don't have a real purpose, and then it becomes hard, right? But and then, you know, when you had, if you are, I always tell, like, you know, focus on the prize, right? Mm-hmm. Not at the moment, the things that you're dealing every day, because yes, we're going to have bad days, mm-hmm. right? But if you focus, if you keep your eyes on the prize, and that's it, that's to say the purpose, right? Mm-hmm. In life, and then, you know, it seems like it, it's easier to go mm-hmm. through life every day. Absolutely. Well, Keola, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you and exciting to hear what you're doing and the, the things you're doing to, to help others. And that's you know, been amazing. So I want to say thank you so much for coming on the program today and being a part of this. I really do appreciate that. Well, thank you for the opportunity. This was amazing. And I hope to have you coming to my show too, my Let's Keep It Real. <laughs> I would love to. I would yes. love to. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Keola, for spending time with me on today's program. So be sure to tune in next week for my interview with Bruce McMahon. Bruce is the president of CMA Purchasing Company based in Frederick, Maryland. He's played a significant role in expanding CMA's product and service offering while building the infrastructure necessary to support the company's growth. Today, he's responsible for the strategic growth of the company, as well as for monitoring tactical operations. In this interview, we talk a lot about serving the customer and what that means and going above and beyond what's expected, something that's sometimes not practiced in the business world today. So be sure to join me next week for the interview with Bruce McMahon. The My Story Podcast is produced by Conjo Studios, an award-winning video production company whose focus is helping you tell your story. Visit conjostudios.com, click on the blue Get a Quote button, and let them know what you need. Then watch your stress melt away as their team does the magic of producing your next video or film project. That's conjostudios.com, telling stories that matter. Last, if you have an idea for an interview you'd like to hear, send me a message and I'll see what I can do. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you again next week on the My Story Podcast.